Today on the show, we are getting closer and closer to developing the ability to resurrect species that have gone extinct. But are we spending so much time wondering if we could that we're not asking if we should? Or will life find a way? I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Nerds today have no idea how good they have it. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day with Love Thy Nerds' official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources here at Love Thy Nerd. And I'm Daedrosaurus Rex. Thank you for making us your daily stop for the latest in nerdy news now Monday through Friday. Let's get to our top story. <clears throat> yes. RNA has been recovered from an extinct species for the first time. Okay. The RNA is like the, the important stuff you it need, is, right? It is, indeed. Okay. So a new study shows that uh, the isolation and sequencing of more than a century old RNA molecule, molecules from a Tasmanian tiger specimen preserved at room temperature in a museum collection. The result, this resulted in a uh, reconstruction of skin and skeletal muscle transcriptomies from an extinct species for the first time. Uh, so the researchers note that the findings have relevant implications for international efforts to resurrect extinct species, Ooh. including both the Tasmanian tiger, which kind of looks like a like cross between a dog and a fox. It's got some stripes in the back. Okay. Uh, and the woolly mammoth. Ooh. The giant hairy elephant. Uh-huh. That could destroy a building. <laughs> uh, as well as studying pandemic RNA viruses, which... It's kind of what they did with COVID, I believe, because the the vaccines were like mRNA vaccines. Like, it has something okay. to do with that. Right. The Tasmanian tiger, also known as the thylacine, was a remarkable apex carnivorous marsupial that was once distributed all across the Australian continent and the island of Tasmania. This extraordinary species found its demise after European colonization when it was declared as an agricultural pest and a bounty of one pound per each full-grown animal killed was set by 1888. The last known living Tasmanian tiger died in captivity in 1936 at the Baumaris Zoo in Hobart, Hobart Tasmania. Hobart. <laughs> so, recent efforts to uh, de-extinct the Tasmanian tiger, um, as its natural habitat is tas in Tasmania is still mostly preserved, and is uh, ongoing, and this is a big step. So this is like the DNA is the genome. You know, it's it's the it's the the, the fingerprint. The you know the it's the uh -huh. what makes you you. Uh -huh. uh, but the RNA is like the tissue specific gene expression. Okay, and how those genes work together. And so, like you need you need both of those. So we've we've recovered DNA from even like dinosaurs and things. But you need the but RNA. But you need the RNA to get it all working. 
in the basic sense of the word. Okie dokie. Uh, <laughs> so this is, um, I mean, this is a big deal. So it's a 130-year-old specimen that's just been, it's not been frozen. It wasn't like trapped in, you know, amber Ooh. or whatever, <laughs> like <laughs> like in Jurassic Park, that mosquito that was trapped in amber with <laughs> the dinosaur DNA in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just like, it's been a pelt in a museum at room temperature forever. And they're like, we were able to get the RNA out of this. And so who knows? Stuck in some old guy's cane. Yeah. (laughs) 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 So there are other things that are on the extinct animal list that Mm -hmm. are also trying to be potentially de-extincted. Woolly mammoth. We already talked about. Uh-huh. Uh, the other is the Pyrenean ibex, a species of wild goat that lived in the mountains of Spain and France until the year 2000. The last one was killed by a falling tree. Oh, dang. How, <laughs> how unlucky is that species? <laughs> I call that natural selection. <laughs> like, yeah. in the very sense. <laughs> so this one's probably the closest to being... Um, resurrected because they already have all that stuff that they need okay in 2003 a cloned pyrenean ibex was born from a domestic goat but it died shortly due to lung defects Hmm. but that was 20 years ago so here's my issue Hmm. we barely understand the brain and like the organs they can figure out those defects but can they figure out like a defect of the brain that makes this nice goat suddenly like angry and So you're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do we turn off the anger gene? That's exactly. Or exactly. uh, also <laughs> saber-toothed cat, which I believe is the same thing as a saber-toothed tiger. That I don't really want. Mm. But uh, that's a prehistoric feline that had long curved canine teeth. Uh, the moa, which is a group of large flightless birds that were endemic to New Zealand that went extinct in the 15th century due to hunting. And uh, the dodo, also a flightless bird that was endemic to Mauritius. Say that. Went extinct <laughs> in the 17th century due to hunting. Uh, and that's one of the. Close ones as well. And then the last one is a passenger pigeon, a migratory bird that was once the most abundant in North America, but when extinct by 1914 due to overhunting and habitat loss, passenger pigeons are compelling candidates for de-extinction because they have a close living relative, the band-tailed pigeon, that could be genetically modified to produce passenger pigeon offspring and because they could help restore the ecological functions of eastern forests. So, Yeah. Uh, mosaic says we could bury them all in the pet cemetery. Uh, yeah, this, this still, (laughs) I don't know if it's that movies influence our culture to the point where that's all we can think of, Mm -hmm. but all I can think of is this is Jurassic Mm -hmm. Park seven, but you know, not dinosaurs. It's just the other, (laughs) just the regular animals. animals. (laughs) I mean, not all these are scary, but a saber tooth tiger, uh, woolly mammoth. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we want those. I don't think we want those back. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know. Aren't woolly mammoths 
We assume they're kind of like elephants. I assume right? they're bigger than elephants automatically. Is that... I don't know. I don't know. Gentle, I think you're right. I think we do assume that they just graze the land. Uh-huh. Yeah. But um, I don't know. It's terrifying. <laughs> Something that could crush me, I don't really want back on Earth. It's just, <laughs> I already have to be scared of rhinos and hippos. <laughs> <clears throat> so, interesting times. We'll see if anything comes from that. In other news today, Disney Plus subscribers mourn the quiet removal of the group watch feature. Disney Plus users. (laughs) uh, We all used this, right? A lot of people did. We didn't. But LTN uses it, I believe, almost every week. Uh, There's... Quite a few people who use it to... Okay, let me get into it to tell you exactly what it is. Group Watch feature discontinued on September 18th in spite of its positive receival upon release in September 2020. The feature debuted amid nationwide lockdowns in the heat of the COVID-19 pandemic. While using it, up to seven Disney Plus subscribers could sync their streams for a group viewing experience. Mm-hmm. So you get this, it'd be on the app on your phone or whatever. And everybody would like chime in. We're here. We're here. We're here. We're here. Everyone's connected. The main guy gets to hit play. It plays at the same time on everybody's TV. Mm-hmm. You can chat in discord while you're watching it, or you could chat, I think, you know, with a microphone and headphones okay. with the people that you're talking to, but essentially you're watching at the same time, talking at the same time. <clears throat> While using it, I'm sorry, as spotted by comicbook.com, a notice posted by Disney Plus Help Center reads, as of September 18th, 2023, the group watch feature will no longer be available on Disney Plus. We're always working to deliver the best product experience in Disney Plus, and as part of recent updates, the group watch feature was removed. So some Disney Plus users took to social media with their frustration at the recent update, offering rationale for how the feature remains of use in their day-to-day lives. Um, one person on Twitter, John Mayer, not that John Mayer, but (laughs) says, uh, thanks for removing group watch. So we can't watch our favorite shows with our child in college who is 260 miles away from home. (laughs) (laughs) A fellow disgruntled, uh, Disney plus customer said removing group watch literally does nothing but take away a valuable feature to be able to watch things with friends or family, even when you're not there in person. I fail to see how this is even remotely a good thing. Disney Plus's help account re- responded that you could still kind of do this. If you all have uh, iPhones or iPads and are running a specific version of Apple SharePlay and <laughs> FaceTime call each other, like it's <laughs> eight steps. You could still do this. As long as all these things fall into place. <laughs> <laughs> so the removal of group watch comes shortly after announcement from the house of mouse. The Disney Plus's ad free plan will undergo a significant price hike Oy. for the second time in a year. Okay. As of October 12th, us customers will pay 1399 per month instead of 1099 per month. And uh, what was it before the ten ninety nine? Before that, I think it was, I think it was just like eight ninety nine or nine ninety nine. It wasn't that big of a hike, hmm. but this is a bigger hike. Uh, Disney Plus and uh, Hulu is going up 
$3 as well from $14.99 to $17.99. Just can't do it. Just it's getting to the point where if you have more than more than two, you're paying full cable at this point. Like I don't <laughs> understand. So people are obviously upset that not only are they upping prices, but they're removing features. So yay. Uh <laughs> this says um <laughs> another comment just like lets the cat out of the bag and says, this is some dumb crap. Guess who can still group watch people who don't pay making piracy more convenient than the product you sell. Sure is a business model. (laughs) 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 Oh, so yeah. So I do know LTN, uh, has been doing group watches for Ahsoka each week, uh, which I'm assuming they use the group watch thing just because that would make the most sense but it's also not anymore not anymore it's also not uh i I didn't know that it only limited you to seven people (laughs) or however many so it might not have enough but anyway i do know that a lot of people were still using it and it does seem weird to just take it off seemingly for no reason i don't know how much it costs them to to run it have it because it's already it seems like it's already a part of the program unless they were having issues with it and they were like well i mean yeah that could be it if they're having if they're having too many problems and they're having to devote too much you know personnel bandwidth they need to say that why do they got to put we we want to (laughs) be making your experience better (laughs) so we're taking this away just tell us the truth just tell us hey this was causing issues we don't only 10% 10% of you are using it, so we're just going to cut it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. I mean... All the flowery talk is just <laughs> driving me nuts. <laughs> the other thing is you can't just, like, remove it out of nowhere. Like, the usually uh-huh. when you're taking away a feature that is being used by at least a small portion, you're like, hey, you got 90 days. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to use it, use it now. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you for enjoying it. But they didn't do that. They're just like, mm, update, gone. <laughs> and then they didn't even really announce it. They just put it in the help desk section. Hey, oh, it's wow. not here anymore. So wow. that's more fun. Yeah. That's like yeah. going to work and your boss decided, hey, no one's, we're not going to have a coffee maker anymore. But instead of announcing it, he just took it out. <laughs> and so everyone's wandering around, where's Where the coffee maker? Where's the coffee maker? I came here to use the coffee maker and it's not here. I would be upset if that happened in my work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, could have been handled better. Yeah. Well, that wraps up today's news. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, AI takes over our show. And we'll share today in nerd history. Stick around. Welcome to the Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. My name is Austin, with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. Now grab your ponchos, and let's catch up on this week's news. 
Payday 3 is finally here. A first-person heist-style game that you can play with your friends and a long-awaited follow-up to the well-received Payday 2. And you can play it on Game Pass. This game sees you and your team of burglars robbing banks, museums, and more, as well as offering some upgrades from the prior entries in the series to gameplay this time around with better shooting and movement mechanics. Super fun stuff. Insomniac's Spider-Man 2 comes out on October 20th and will also come with fall damage? Yes, that is right. A feature not previously implemented in Insomniac's previous Spider-Man entries, Spider-Man 2 will in fact feature fall damage as kind of a more practically realistic version of landing on the ground from a great height. Now, it has been said by Insomniac that you can toggle this feature on and off, but I think it will add a bit of realism for those who want the full Spidey experience. CD Projekt Red's Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty expansion is just around the corner. And the developers himself has said that it is recommended to start a new save once the 2.0 update fully releases. This update comes with so much, I'm not even sure what isn't new in this 2.0 update. The update itself will bring tons of changes to gameplay and visuals and will be free. However, releasing a few days after is the Phantom Liberty expansion, which will not be free. So that that will be the first paid expansion for the game since its 2020 release. The Nintendo Switch version of Mortal Kombat 1 is making everyone everywhere laugh. It is so hilariously bad looking and choppy that it's kind of surprising they didn't just outright cancel the Switch release of this game. It is kind of hilarious to look at the comparisons just in the visuals themselves between the Switch version and basically any other version of Mortal Kombat 1, which is a beautiful looking game. But when you hear people talk about PS2 graphics. Yeah, that is kind of what you're getting with the Switch version of this game. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Moviga podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else where you listen to that sort of thing, where we are talking all things movies, video games, and more. My name is Austin, and thank you so much for joining me this week for the Lightning Round. Welcome back to Rise and Shine Nerds, LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. Today, we talked about reviving extinct species and our irrational fears as what could go horribly wrong. So we asked Bing's chatbot to come up with three movie synopsises, synopsis <laughs> about just that. So we got three movies here. All right. Deidre and I are going to read. I'm ready to be scared about a movie. Uh, so they're all different genres as well too so okay you know some some might be fun who knows first up it gave us jurassic park 7 extinction reversal uh genre sci-fi adventure synopsis a group of wealthy investors and philanthropists led by john hammond's grandson tim murphy fund a secret project to revive seven extinct species using dna extracted from fossils and amber 
They plan to create a new Jurassic Park on an isolated island where they can showcase the animals to the public and raise awareness about conservation. However, their plans are foiled when a rival corporation, Biosyn, hires a team of mercenaries to infiltrate the island and steal the animals for their own purposes. The mercenaries sabotage the security systems and release the animals, causing a massive outbreak of chaos and violence. The animals, unfamiliar with their surrounding and each other, start to fight for dominance and territory. The woolly mammoth clashes with the moa. The saber-toothed cat hunts down the dodo. The Tasmanian tiger battles with the Pyrenean ibex, and the passenger pigeon swarms the skies. The investors and philanthropists, along with a group of scientists and park staff, must escape from the island before they become prey or collateral damage. Will they manage to survive and stop Biosyn from exploiting their creations, or will they witness another extinction event? Ooh. <laughs> that does sound I like, like Jurassic Park. Sure does. <laughs> <laughs> the carrier pigeon swarms the skies? I don't know. <laughs> what could he do, really? A lot of these animals aren't really particularly ferocious. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> All right. Second All movie. Right. Our second idea, the seven deadly sins genre. Okay. No, genre, genre is the next thing. That's oh, not part of the oh movie I'm title. sorry. <laughs> the Seven Deadly Sins genre horror thriller synopsis. Okay. A serial killer with a twisted sense of justice kidnaps seven scientists who have been involved in unethical experiments to revive extinct animals. He locks them up in a remote cabin in the woods where he has prepared a series of deadly traps and challenges for them. Each trap is themed after one of the seven deadly sins and one of the seven extinct animals. The scientists must face their own sins and the consequences of their action as they are forced to confront the animals they have brought back to life. The woolly mammoth represents pride. The Tasmanian tiger represents wrath. The Pyrenean ibex. ibex represents greed. The saber-toothed cat represents lust. The moa represents gluttony. The dodo rep represents sloth. Okay. And the passenger <laughs> pigeon represents envy. <laughs> the killer watches them from a hidden camera as he plays a twisted game of life and death with them. Will any of the scientists survive and escape from the cabin or will they all fall victim to their sins and the animals? <laughs> I would like to see the pigeon attacking <laughs> its maker. <laughs> And how they could get that to be scary. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Finally, zoo break genre action comedy synopsis. <laughs> a group of animal rights activists led by a charismatic but naive leader plan to break into a secret zoo that houses seven extinct animals that have been revived by a shady organization. They believe that the animals are being mistreated and exploited for profit and that they deserve to be free in the wild. However, their plan goes awry when they accidentally trigger an alarm and alert the security guards. The activists end up releasing all the animals from their cages creating a pandemonium in the zoo. The animals, confused and agitated by their sudden freedom, run amok 
stuck in the zoo, causing havoc and destruction. The activists soon realize that they have made a huge mistake as they find themselves chased by angry guards and hungry predators. The woolly mammoth smashes through the walls and fences. The Tasmanian tiger snarls and bites at anyone who gets close. The perennial ibex rams into cars and people. The saber-toothed cat stalks and pounces on its prey. The moa kicks and pecks at anything that moves. The dodo waddles around cluelessly. And the passenger pigeon poops on everything. The activists must find a way to escape from the zoo while also trying to recapture or relocate the animal safely. Will they succeed in their mission or will they regret their actions? <laughs> this one, I think, was more accurate as to what the animals would do. Right. Right. <laughs> Especially like the dodo. Dodo wanders around cluelessly. That's how I picture a dodo. <laughs> Which movie do you want to watch the most, babe? Uh, the action comedy. Yeah, me too, yeah. actually. Okay, yeah. That seems fun. Uh-huh. Seems fun. I, I feel like, um, let's see, I could see Jack Black. Jack Black. That. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't know his real name. Paul, uh, Paul Blart, Mall Cop. Oh, uh, uh, Kevin James. <laughs> Kevin James was in a movie like that. Like we yes, bought a zoo, zoo or something like that. Yes. Uh-huh. Or zookeeper. 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 That's what yeah. it is. Totally. Totally. All right. Well, now to wrap up the show, it's time for Today in Nerd History. Today in Nerd History. Today's date is September 27th. In 1987, The Princess Bride premiered. This fantasy adventure comedy film based on the 1973 novel of the same name by William Goldman is about a farm boy named Wesley who tries to rescue his true love, Princess Buttercup, from an evil prince and his henchmen with the help of a swordsman, a giant, and a pirate. In 1999, Freaks and Geeks premiered. This TV series follows the lives of two groups of teenage misfits, the Freaks and the Geeks, as they struggle with school, family, and social issues in the early 1980s. In 2006, Heroes premiered. This TV series followed the stories of ordinary people who discovered that they had superhuman abilities and how they used them to prevent catastrophic futures. Find out more nerdy facts about today's entries at lovethynerd.com slash nerdhistory. We hope you have a fantastic day. We thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of it. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube or at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio. You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can watch any episodes you missed. And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and X. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm Deidre. And as always, a reminder. Jesus loves you, nerds.